0: Welcome to Business Plugs Live. We talk about crypto, business, tech, finance, and other interesting relevant topics to keep you up to date. My name is Carlos McCrary. I'm the CEO of Business Plugs and I'm here with our CEO, Jordan Smith. As a reminder, everything we say here is for entertainment purposes only. We give our perspective of how we view these topics, of course, but we are not financial advisors and therefore nothing here should be taken as financial advice. Um. So um, uh, let's get plugged in. So, um, Jordan, a lot of stuff has happened since the last time we spoke. Um, uh, One of the first things I would like to talk about is that the prime minister, Rishi Funak, uh, he became prime minister. So I know that the last person, I think her name was Trust, and her, uh, I mean, she basically was not in there that long and basically just bounced in. Him. And there are a lot of jokes coming out about her, like uh, getting a lot of uh, money from that short time that she was in. So, I mean, I just would like to maybe get your perspective, because I think you've done a little bit more research on this topic than I have.
1: Yeah, I I think that what's going on is um, you're seeing a political, not to get political, but you're seeing a political party basically choose who they want to represent. And this new guy is big on crypto, but he's not really big on Bitcoin. He's pushing the CBCs. So, you're going to see England, the Bank of England, come out with their own cryptocurrency to, I guess, replace the pound in the next two years, which is basically, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when these countries. I think India released their own cryptocurrency just as of yesterday. So, this is cool. It's great. It's bringing a lot of people closer to the digital world of digital currency. But the, at the same time, it's going to be interesting to see the power that these governments have. Because I was just thinking about it. I went to the ATM yesterday and took out $40 worth of cash because I was buying Chinese food and you know the lady wanted cash. The U.S. government can't track that transaction. But with if everyone... If everything's digital, then they can track everything. What if the government says that, you know, I can't buy Chinese food on Thursdays for some reason? So um, and it seems that most of these governments honestly don't care about the debt. They don't care about how much they're printing because they know in the next two or three years, they're basically just going to say, hey, we're done with physical paper and now we have a new currency. yeah indeed i did get uh get the wind of that that rishi
0: sunak is uh more about cbdc is um but it's interesting to see that he's pushing towards uh crypto advancement in general i mean i don't think we have that many uh people in head power who are just like we're all in on uh pushing digital uh money i mean maybe in like what scandinavia i know that they're pushing it slightly but in the u.s that's i know we have like a bill on it um but that has not been like even close to the main focus of like in terms of innovation that we need to be the uh, for, at the forefront of this i think we've been very cautious about um pushing a cbdc um or uh yeah, just any type of cryptocurrency or anything uh, of that nature um but yes uh it's it's really interesting to see um how we are uh moving forward in this regard and that's why i will ask you about it because i know that england is having some struggles right now with their economy just like a lot of the countries in the world so, I mean, it's really, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with this new prime minister who's part of the conservative party, from what I understand. And I mean, if that's actually a, a positive for the crypto industry, or um, at the end of the day, if that's seen as a negative.
1: It, it's It's interesting, because I'm trying to understand. What is the big difference if people or governments are allowed to print money? to raise interest rates to lower interest rates what's the difference of going digital does it make it easier i think it does does it save money and energy i think it does so i guess there's some benefits of you know the bank of england or the the uk in general moving towards a digital currency but in the in the grand scheme of things if the bank of england or the uk government is still control is still in control of their digital pound then they're still going to make the same decisions that they made with the pound that they have now and they've been running the pound into the ground so in the long term hopefully it brings more people to bitcoin i think over, I'm hoping in the next 10 years it's going to force people to actually understand money and economics. So if people truly understand money, economics, and how banks borrow money, how banks print money, then they will literally understand the true value of Bitcoin. That's that's what I'm hoping. And I think this is why the U.S. is never going to, the U.S. government is never going to lead the charge in going to Bitcoin because there's the U S government controls the world through the U S dollar. You know, Bitcoin is literally is competing against the U S dollar. So it's only a matter of time before people have to decide the U S dollar or Bitcoin. I like that. I mean, Bitcoin
0: really is uh, competing against the U S dollar. And I think that's something that when you really think about it, it's kind of uh, it's crazy to think about. So, I mean, um, obviously we are, uh, we're experiencing, uh, a digital, uh, a very, dig- uh, big move in di- the direction of digitalization. And, um, I'm not a proponent of CBDCs by any means, but I think you and I both know this is all about control. I mean, if you are, if you don't have any more paper money, then that means literally every penny, every dollar goes accounted for. We know where that money is and it doesn't go, um, doesn't go lost, or at least we know where it's at. We know where it's located. Whereas money, obviously, um, if you can't track it, and this may be considered a positive or negative, I mean, depending on how you look at it, well, let's say more of a positive, then you, things like money laundering and stuff like that um, happen less, you know, like um, illegal transfer of, of wealth happens less when you can track it. And that's why uh, a lot of uh, these kind of um, things that have happened with Bitcoin or even some of these other cryptocurrencies that are tracked, I'm not talking about like Monero or Zcash. Um they these people get caught because they can see like where this money goes and how it gets transferred and we've obviously seen like issues with that when it comes to like ofac um or what, maybe it was I don't believe it was the ofac I believe who uh put a tra- uh sanctions on tornado cash um when we see stuff like this and that's obviously an issue because when you sanction one entity you see funds getting transferred around and that's where you probably start having trouble but in general uh the idea is more so just control um and I can't my I can't argue whether that's better or worse than the current system now um I would say more so it's worse um but obviously with cryptocurrency you still have that and uh oh, cryptocurrency I should speak more about Bitcoin specifically um you still have that uh pseudonymous nature whereas not single not the government doesn't isn't able to track an individual every single move uh right off the bat knowing that this transaction is sent from Jordan or from Carlos um that's kind of my perspective on it. I think it's more so about control, which is, um, I mean, I think a lot of people have the, the same opinion, um, and we will see how this uh, story develops over time, especially since the U.S. is the reserve currency and some of these other currencies are pushing out their CBDCs um, at a rapid pace, or at least innovating or looking to
1: innovate and do research and development at a rapid pace. So moving on, um, another topic
0: we talked about, Jordan, and maybe you've seen more about this, but about PayPal. So PayPal um, essentially went back on their misinformation statement. Uh, so this has like been a back and forth thing, kind of how I've been following it. They said, yes, they're going to sign for 2500 And they said, no, that is uh, wrong. And then they said, yes, again, that it's going to be that way um so i mean obviously this is a very controversial thing you and i have been using paypal and we mentioned this on one of our old episodes we've been using paypal since like what two thousand six, seven, 7 like near the beginning days when it started like becoming very popular with ebay so i mean do you think something like this is big enough to cause like a big uh downturn for paypal or do you think they're going to somehow um not enforce this uh at a big scale or how do you what do you what is your outlook on this and how this will end up I know we can't read the future, but I'm interested in your perspective.
1: I think this is a scare tactic. Um, this, is, this is an example of why I'm fearful of central bank digital currencies. Because here is a company that a lot of Americans have heard of. that, and that provide, It also provides a service that a lot of Americans use. Like, we use PayPal. PayPal has fit into the American system. Here it is, PayPal is already telling you that they're going to charge your account, which, which it doesn't go away. They, if they charge your account $2,500 and you accept their new agreements, now PayPal can take you to any court in America. And literally, that court, that judge can garnish your wages. To get that two thousand five hundred dollars back, this is the same company that that started, you know, that started the rise of eBay a long time ago. It's crazy. Um, this is why I fear central bank digital currencies because, okay, it sounds great on the surface, but what is it really? What's the point of it really? It seems like control. Um, I, I have a PayPal account. I've been using PayPal. I, I've i been using PayPal credit as well. I have to pay that off. I'm, I'm it, It's going to take me, I think, two months to get all my money and pay PayPal back, but eventually I'm not going to be able to, I think come January, I'm not going to be using PayPal anymore because some of the things that I say on Twitter, I don't think PayPal is going to agree with. And um, I don't want to pay them $2,500. I don't want to be... You know, this may lead into our another another topic when we talk about Twitter and parlor, But this is America. We shouldn't. This is free speech. We shouldn't fear being charged two thousand five hundred dollars because some company doesn't agree with what we say on social media or the TV or anything. It's crazy. This has this is to me a, oh, a huge over overstep, overreach in terms of you know. Who we can be as Americans.
0: I definitely agree with that. We're going to get to Twitter eventually, so I don't want to talk too much on that. But I do agree that it's an overreach. This is why we see a lot of anonymous accounts. People aren't creating uh, accounts with their own names. They're, you know, you see how many accounts do you see on Twitter that are like completely anonymous or like have a graphic. It's not themselves, um, because I mean, there for for a lot of reasons. But I mean, one reason is that. I mean, whatever you say can literally be held against you
1: nowadays in the internet world, right?
0: So we'll get back, we'll get back to not Twitter.
1: not to mm-hmm. not to interrupt you, Carl, but you're the expert. I gotta ask you this. Wouldn't you say that Twitter and even even some aspects of Instagram has changed? It's almost lit. Li- for let me let me explain why I'm asking this question. When Twitter originally came out, when I originally made my Twitter. When I originally made my Instagram, it for me it was viewed as like MySpace. Like this has nothing to do with who I am in the business world or my school. This is just who I am. Like this is my fun time. But hasn't it changed that Twitter is almost like the new LinkedIn in some ways? Like you have to be you know, on your your P's and Q's. Even with Instagram kind of. It's it's like anything anything to do with social media now is like taken Verbatim.
0: Yeah, I would say it's a mix of a lot of things. It's not black and white, maybe like that. I mean, the thing is, Twitter has definitely gotten a lot more users since when we started. And that's not just because Twitter is so nice or anything. I mean, I remember when Twitter first started, it was popping. Everybody was on Twitter. Um, but I mean, people are just the Internet is just becoming more popular in general. I mean, people are starting to use social media more often. People are starting to inform themselves in general, whether it's the proper way or the non-proper way. People are just using the internet more, in my opinion. That's just kind of how I see it. So nowadays, whenever you post something on Twitter, like your company can come after you and be like, "Hey, like that's we don't like what you said. We're gonna fire you." I mean, and I agree to that maybe to some extent, but it's to in some ways like the way that history is gone. It's not like the way that the masses go is necessarily always the right way. And I mean, I don't think I have to explain why, um, why that is the case or situations where that has happened. So I mean. I think it's really uh, difficult for people to be themselves on social media on the internet where it should be like a safe space. I think when you and I were using these accounts, we were a lot younger. So um, maybe like what we said would not have as much of an impact because we were still younger. Um, But nowadays, I think there are just a lot, we grew up with this technology, you know, and there are a lot more people who are looking at it. Um, I, I don't use Instagram that much, so I can't speak as much to Instagram, but Twitter is seen as a place to get your information for a lot of people. Um And if people are saying things that are like, I don't know, off the top or even crazy to them, then of course people are going to comment on it and you're going to have some sort of certain connotation about your character and the kind of person that you are. So, um, yes, I believe they have, they have changed. I believe that people's uh, mentalities have also changed. Um, and I think that uh, the way that we move forward is just going to change even more, um, especially now that we have Elon Musk uh, changing the platform. So I don't know if it will be for the better or for worse. But uh, as we see in the history of social media, um, another social media platform is likely to come eventually at some point anyway. So, um, yeah, I guess you just got to stay tuned to see how this
1: will progress. So um, let's just move on because we
0: will get to Twitter eventually. Let's just make some quick comments here. So the gross domestic product uh, went to 2.6%. I guess technically that means that the recession is over. That's pretty high for the third quarter. um, If I have to uh, basically explain it further, the third quarter GDP, at least in the United States, was 2.6% following two negative quarters. So uh, what do you think, Jordan? I mean, obviously this to me personally, I think that this means that this, this part of the recession is done, but obviously the Fed is still raising interest rates. Uh, I think they just raised it at another 0. 0.75 uh 75 basis points yesterday, so 0.75%. Um, so what do you think? Do you think that this recession is over now, or do you think uh, we'll still have a lot more pain to come?
1: Um you you said at the beginning of this podcast I I'm CEO of Business Fox so the ceo of business plugs i would say that 2023 we're going to experience more pain there's a lot of other ceos that are laying off and cutting back for 2023 um medicare medicaid all prescription drug prices are going up premiums are going up everything is going up so let let's let's see what 2023 brings i I saw the numbers for the gdp that's great but there's a lot of different moving parts that i that i question if for example if president biden didn't release the million dollars worth of oil or gasoline that we have in reserves continually doing that the last three months what would the real gasoline price be that is the question i have um there is a war now on energy and it's only November 4th so I say let's get through the let's get through the winter man let's get through the winter and let's see what 2023 looks like I don't I don't believe at all I don't believe I don't believe these numbers at all
0: I don't either, but um, I do think it's it is somewhat positive. But if the Fed's going to keep raising rate uh raising interest rates, I don't see us uh, having a booming economy. I mean, I believe uh, Jerome Powell said he's not slowing down. We have to fix the problem of high prices, and we're not even close to where we need to be. So, um, yeah, I do think we still have pain to come. Uh, but we will see, um, where we are to go from there. But now uh, we can move on and actually talk about Twitter. Um, because, like I said, there is a lot of pain because they're raising interest rates, which means a lot of companies, including Elon Musk, are start, are laying off uh, staffs in order to save costs. Um, and obviously the main point of this is not uh, that Twitter is to save costs by laying off staff, but it's more so about Elon Musk is actually the owner of Twitter since like it's been a week now. And we can see that he's already trying to enact some changes. And obviously we can talk about uh, some of these in more detail. Um, I mean, he was reportedly going to fire 50 percent of his staff or 75, whatever. I think the number is going to be towards 50 percent. He already f- fired the head of trust and safety council, the CEO, the CFO. Um, but and I think he's going to add abilities to uh pay with uh or like to sell, buy, and sell NFTs. Um, using Ethereum, Solana, Flow, Polygon, Tezos, Immutable uh, X. Um, so I, basically, what Elon Musk wants to do, he wants to turn Twitter into. Uh, A super app, and he's been there's been a lot of ideas that are thrown out there like eight dollars per person. I think at the beginning it was like 20 per month or something, and now he's saying eight dollars per month for you to be verified. Um, and he's also considering reviving Vine, which that threw me off because Vine I, I thought Vine was pretty cool back then, but now that we have stuff like TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube, uh, man, I forgot what they're called, but they have something similar. It just, uh, it's crazy all these ideas that are bouncing out. I mean, we'll see if he's uh, if he's successful with this, but I want to get your perspective as well on Elon Musk taking over Twitter and where we will see this uh, platform go
1: from now on. So um, um, if you check out businessplugs.com, we have a blog. I did create a blog post about Elon Musk potentially taking over Twitter. Um, check that out. Um, I think that now that he officially is taken over Twitter, um, i'm bullish on I'm bullish on Doge. Um, could you Could you tell me how much money it would take for Doge to become a hundred dollars? Because I'm seeing in my world, there's some people talking about Doge, one Doge being equivalent to two hundred dollars, and the total market cap of crypt, the cryptocurrency industry being at 25 trillion dollars. So I'm really bullish on doge and I'm also bullish on bitcoin because I think what Elon Musk is going to attempt to do he's basically going to he's basically going to attempt to take over social social media in, entirely. He's basically going to create what Bitcloud. If you haven't heard of Bitcloud, search for Bitcloud on businessbooks.com. There's a blog post about it. He's basically going to create create the perfect social media slash video viewing app, all in one. Because he's come, that's why he's bringing back Vine. Because I think he's trying to create a place where anyone can go for social media, and that includes videos. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of he's all, but this also is a business, right? It, you know, Twitter has to make money. So, uh, I don't know if you mentioned or not, but now it, it seems that if you want a blue check mark, you have to pay eight dollars a month and correct me if I'm wrong, I think anyone I didn't look into it because I'm not getting a stupid blue check mark, but anyways, I think anyone can get a blue check mark. I don't know, I may be wrong with that. I have to check to see, but if you if you want one, you have to pay eight dollars a month, which I think is gonna help a lot on bots and it's gonna m- bring in some revenue um but this is definitely definitely good for doge this is because i think eventually you're going to have to pay to it's a bit, you're going to have to pay something towards twitter to get something in return you're going to have to pay to use this platform but how are you going to pay it's going to be with doge it's not going to be with anything else so as long as twitter stays relevant then Twitter should make money, just like all of, all other of Elon Musk's companies. And also, Doge now will become familiar. And I think a lot of people who don't understand Bitcoin, a lot, of, especially young people, they can grow up with Doge, just like some of the people now grew up with Bitcoin. Because I didn't even grow up with Bitcoin. I think I grew up with B B and B. I grew up with something after Bitcoin. So if you grow up with doge then what would doge be in 20 years that's why i'm asking you the price of it because i know there's you know we we don't have to get into the supply and the burning in and the tokenomics about doge because some of it i don't agree with but one thing that carlos you did you have taught me is you can't ignore what society values and what they think is funny and what they think is cool and I think a lot of people look at Doge and they understand it and they think it's cool
0: i've I have very mixed feelings about Doge. I mean, we've said it openly on this uh, on our podcast. Um I mean, I honestly do feel on the sh- it's really it's really a difficult one, right? because Doge in itself, like what is the value of the coin itself? I can't really say that much. I think the fact that Elon Musk is behind it, yes, it has value, but otherwise. Like why is it any better than a Bitcoin or a Litecoin? That's something that I am yet to uh to feel. I mean, it's not Shiba Inu. Like Shiba Inu has like other ty- has another type of ecosystem where they have uh, other types of coins like Bone and Legion, and whatever the Doge Killer right leash. But when it comes to Dogecoin, besides being implemented on Twitter, I don't feel and maybe I don't maybe I'm ignorant. I need to do more research, but. I don't see the use case uh, 100%, but I do see that it could go up because Elon Musk, if he creates the everything social media platform, then yeah, of course, I mean, we may see Doge uh, go up a lot in value. I mean, it's a tough one, right? I mean, like you said, it's good. We shouldn't really go into the supply and demand. If you want to learn more about how to calculate that, um, it's really important to uh, focus on the supply because the price of a coin is not necessarily what um is important it's the supply versus uh, market cap that's going to give you the price. Um it's the same with shares in a company when it comes to stocks. If you don't know that much about that, definitely do your research but hit us up we'll try and uh direct uh, push you into the right direction. Um but essentially uh yeah Elon Musk how he takes his platform going forward is it's really up in the air for me. I, I thought Twitter was already kind of dying, um, but I do see the value in having like a news feed um, with information that you uh, need at your fingertips. Um, but where we go from here, uh, it's really, really up, up in the air. Uh, I I really don't have a take on this. Um, I, I am not a huge fan of Dogecoin, but you know, people have been wrong in crypto all the time.
1: How much would it take for, for us to see a $100 Doge?
0: Oh man, you're gonna make me do some math on the spot. I mean, uh I I don't I mean, all you have to do is you said a hundred dollars. So if you multiply whatever the market cap right now is times what, ten uh hundred. have it has to be a thousand times what it is right now to basically see a hundred dollar doge. So the market cap right now is fifteen billion. So you need to see a uh 150. A 15 billion oh, so yeah so you need to see a 15 billion dollar market cap no sorry 15 trillion dollar market cap in order for doge to be a
1: hundred dollars wow wow 15 trillion is it possible and i hope
0: i'm doing my math right i'm just uh i need to go back and check that later so yeah. if i'm wrong let me know in the comments if that's if that math is incorrect um I believe it's three decimal places. So three decimal places mm-hmm. we'll put at 15 trillion, 15.8 trillion, we'll put doge at $119 right now.
1: Wow. So if you ask me, okay, am I holding Doge or am I or am I selling it and investing in another crypto based on what you just told me? Um wow. I'm still selling, I'm still selling doge. I'm still selling it based on the information that I know about social media platforms. I'm still selling it, but I'll probably hold like 10% just, just to say I'm holding it just to tell people, yeah, I'm holding some. The majority of it, would I, you know, would I take my tax return and buy Doge? No, 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 no. The answer is no. And this is why you
0: have to do the, you have to do the research. Anyone who's listening to this, so, like you can't just look at a price and think, oh, okay, what if this goes to a hundred? Like they have, a, there's a different type of supply. If you look at Bitcoin right. supply, Bitcoin has a 19 million supply, but Dogecoin, I don't know what its full supply will be because I know it also has, it's also inflationary some, to some degree. I mean, it already has 132 billion coins and that's a huge difference from 19 million. So, I mean, what the future price of Doge will be, I mean, it won't make you a millionaire. Let's just say that, in my opinion, uh, unless you unless you know something I don't know. So, um, we only have about a ten minutes left. Let's just hit a few more uh, topics here. So, one thing I definitely want to just mention, Jordan, really quickly, is that the EU Commission warns crypto mining may be halted in energy emergency. I don't want to talk too much about energy, but I mean that's crazy just to show how. Much the EU is going to have to start saving on energy, and I think this will affect the crypto mining um, hash rate if this does go into effect. I don't know if you have Wait, any quick comments on that.
1: I, I'm just so I don't live. I don't live in Europe. I'm just confused how they're going to. So they're basically going to tell the companies to shut down their machines.
0: My feeling is they're going to make it illegal. And if you get caught, you get fined. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay. they'll also probably wow. tell companies to uh, to shut down their machines. But that's just my feeling. I haven't read into this into the details to think that what this would mean. But this is not in place yet. This
1: is just like a warning kind of what may be to come. So, so wait, so why? I need to look further into this. Why are the cryptocurrency businesses, it seems like the first businesses, industries to say, hey, yeah, you got to shut down. You got to be shut down. But um, well, anyways... Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I only want to talk is, um, about the idea. So the idea right. is just
0: basically we have miners who are wasting, in, in quotations, wasting energy.
1: Um, yeah. We need to slow down that energy use. That's kind okay. of the idea. Um, so this goes back to my point in terms of, you know, just, okay, our the American GDP is up. Okay. And look at all these other things that are happening. Look at Europe. Europe is basically, can see that energy is going to be very, very expensive this winter. And if you don't understand crypto, then it does make sense to tell those weird crypto guys and gals to turn off their stupid machines that don't do anything. That does make sense. Um, so this is bullish for people. This is bad for crypto. man. So the hash rate is going to go down. It, this is bad for crypto. There's going to be an influx of equipment on the market because a lot of people are they're not going to sit there with the machines. If they have these machines, they might as well sell them and get some money back because as, t- as time goes further on, f- further forward, other um, cryptocurrency ASIC manufacturers are going to make more efficient machines, so they might as well sell their machines now. So I'm, st- I'm seeing it on my end because I look at a lot of ASIC um, manufacturers and the products they make. That, that's what I'm doing with my time mostly right now and the prices are going down. I mean, I'm I'm seeing crazy prices, so I'm actually waiting until we get to December or January to make another per- purchase of ASIC um, machines because of this reason. Um so I based on what based on this conversation, I see a crypto winter, man. I don't I don't see it getting any better, which means it's more time to Buy more, co- to- buy more coins or tokens at a discount. I'm, I'm looking at buying machines at a discount. This is a great time. If you thought you missed the boat, in my opinion, people make the most money
0: in bear markets. I'll tell you that much. The last bear market we, which was not even that long ago, so if someone took took advantage of that last one during COVID, and has taken advantage of this one too. They just basically turned their life around. If they remember, it they remember, doing...
1: rem- remember, did I? I know I sent you something. Not to cut you off. Remember when President Trump sent the uh, $1,200 checks to the Americans? I yes. think if someone would have put all of that into Shibu Inu before it went to the moon, they would have made, I don't know, like at least 100000 something crazy.
0: And I can, I can give you those exact numbers eventually, but I think it was even higher than that.
1: Yeah, it was more than that. It was more than that. So that's how, that's how crazy crypto changes. You invest in it, it goes down, down, and then one day you wake up, it's kind of of like the GameStop um, phenomenon. One day you wake up and it's it's on the moon. You're there. Life-changing.
0: So we're running out of time, so I'll just put up one last thing. Let's go to a chart here. So we were talking about mining, and we look here at the Bitcoin hash rate. Um, The blue line is basically how the hash rate has increased, and the black line is basically uh, the price. So we can see that the price of Bitcoin has gone down to around the 20K level. It we'll started uh, back in December of last year it was about at the $65,000 mark. But we see that the hash rates continues to rise. So people are still very bullish on Bitcoin long term. And this, is, this lower price has not stopped people from mining, which is very, very interesting uh, from my perspective. Um, We'll see if. <laughs> Something like the EU uh, rule that I talked about before, if that actually comes into place, if that actually affects the, the market. But I just wanted to show this real quick because we only have a few minutes here left uh, just to show this chart um, of how the hash rate has not been affected by this
1: crypto uh, crypto winter that we're currently in. Can you pull up a Litecoin or Doge? So for those of you who don't understand, whenever you're mining, basically when you mine Litecoin, you're also mining Do- Doge in the background. So they run at the same time. So if you could pull up the um, Litecoin's hash rate, I wonder if it f- is following Bitcoin's hash rate. You know, we're actually
0: years. out of we're actually out of time right now, unfortunately. We're actually out of time. Okay, yeah, we'll so out like we we can do that next time. If people are interested in learning more about Litecoin's hash rate and compared to Bitcoin's hash rate, then we can definitely go into more details. Um, just leave a comment below if you uh, if that's something that you're interested in. And we can definitely uh, focus on and understand what you guys want to watch and what what you're interested in learning about um, and hearing from us. So that was uh, another episode of Business Plugs Live. Jordan, do you have anything else to add? I'm all good. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. My name is Carlos McCrary and I was joined today again by Jordan Smith. If you have any feedback or questions, you can reach us on our social media channels at Business Plugs or you can email us at info at businessplugs.com. If you like this content, please make sure to to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on to receive more content like this. Looking forward to it and see you next time.